Imagine you're going to buy a new vehicle. That'd be kind of tough these days. What would you get? Would you get a pickup truck? Get a sedan? A van? A motorcycle? It depends on what you want to use it for. You're not going to buy a motorcycle for the family vehicle. And you probably wouldn't buy a truck if your priority is fuel efficiency. Annuities work in a similar fashion. What makes sense for some might not make sense for others. And today on the Mach 1 Market Moment, we'll take a look at some of the differences in annuities out there and why they might or might not be the best vehicle for you. Welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment, where we provide financial information on topics such as investing, insurance, financial planning, and everything related to your money. A quick reminder that the hosts of the show are employees of Mach 1 Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only, and nothing said in the show should be taken as investment advice. Employees and clients of Mach 1 Financial Group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed. We upload a brand new podcast every Thursday, so be sure to subscribe to our show so you never miss an episode. Also, follow us on all of our social media platforms. We are Mach 1 Financial Group on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Well, welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment. This is episode 105. Today we're talking about annuities. And some of you hear that word and you think, oh, that's a cuss word. Well, stay with us uh, and you might learn something on this. And, and why they may or may not be a good fit in your financial plan. So on the podcast today, we have our new partner, Mr. Lee Mackey, and our newest associate. Well, actually not. You're not the newest anymore. But our recent addition, uh, Eli Freeman. You guys, you ready to talk about annuities today? Let's go. Exciting. This is going to be fun. Buckle up. Here we go. So there are a ton of different types of annuities. We're basically going to boil it down to three or four. So we're going to focus on something called a MIGA. We'll start there, guys. MIGA. Eli, what's a MIGA? A MIGA is just a multi-year guaranteed annuity. The, the purpose of a MIGA is you know exactly the rate of return that you're going to have over a specific period of time. The, the shortest that we ride is a two-year. The longest right now that we're riding is a six-year. And basically, if you, if you assume more years then your interest rate goes up you can't access all of your funds within a MIGA you can access 10% typically after a year so if you put in 100,000 after the first year you can access 10% and that 10% obviously isn't going to earn any interest once you take it out but multi-year guaranteed annuity it's a guaranteed interest rate over a specific period of time so all annuities are insurance products right so Lee why would I go to an insurance company to get a guaranteed rate of return, what I could do the same thing with a CD? Well, I mean, typically the rates are a little bit higher. Um, there, there's a little bit more flexibility with the various annuity products. But I think for the most part, it is, you know, the, the rate of return is going to be a little bit higher than you would get on your typical similar bank products. And most of the bank products, you don't get the ability to take that 10% out That's per correct. year. So, uh, Eli... Who would be a good candidate to use a MIGA? Well, there's several different uses that you could use for a MIGA. If you if you want to have a certain amount of funds at a certain time period, well, you can just back calculate the interest that you need from now until five years later. And you know in five years I'm going to have a certain amount of funds that at this, this amount at this time. That's one usefulness. If you just want to know exactly what your 
rate of return is going to be than another useful useful tool for it. There's many different uses. Most of them revolve around just knowing exactly how much return and when you're going to have the money available. So your point there, we do have a client that we've done this for. We know they're going to need X amount of money three years from now. So we did a three-year MIGA. And then we knew how much they needed four years from now. So we did a four-year MIGA. So they don't have to worry about what's going on in the market. We know exactly this is going to come due. It's guaranteed they're going to get that amount of money, and then they can spend it. Mm-hmm. So that is one use, like you said. Yeah, and it's it's the most conservative that we can be within within an annuity product. And, and some people are, are really risk-averse during this time in the market. And, and if you have some money sitting on the sidelines in a checking account, and you don't need it for a year, two, three, and you want to make some interest, mm-hmm. it pays better than a CD in most cases. And so this is a good place to park money. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had some people that sell a house and they're going to build it and it's going to be three years before it's done. They don't want to sit in the checking account, so they put it into a MIGA. They're going to guaranteed rate of return. And in three years from now, they get it out. And just, just for a benchmark, and this will change depending on when you listen to this podcast, what, what time of or what year it is you listen to this podcast. But right now, currently, as of June of 2022, five-year and six-year MIGAs are paying a little bit more than 4%. So that's kind of a, a benchmark to, to put in your mind. In a normal CD, anybody know what a CD pays right now? Four years? <laughs> Less, no. than that. <laughs> Less than that. Good answer. Okay, so that's multi-year guaranteed annuities, basically like a safe money guaranteed fixed rate uh, for a specific period of time, places where you park money that you know you're going to need in, in a specific period of time. Okay. Fixed indexed annuities, FIAs. Uh, here at Mach 1, we are firm believers in these. We use these um, as a bond replacement. So what are some of the features of a fixed indexed annuity, Mr. Mackey? Well, <clears throat> just like you said, that we, we tend to use them to replace fixed income. Um, there, there are several reasons for that. Um, the bond market is probably not where most of our clients want to be right now, nor has it been over the last several years. <clears throat> you know, one, one of the primary benefits of an index annuity is that for just the annuity, there's no cost, little to no cost at all. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So Mach 1 works for free? No, Mach 1 doesn't work for free, nor does the insurance company. Um, the insurance company, as all insurance companies, they have smart guys called actuaries, that sit around and and figure out the numbers and so no it, it is not working for fr- they're not working for free but there is no fee or hard cost to clients of index annuities you know another advantage is is for the client that wants to participate in the in up markets you know if they feel like that they still want to assume a little bit of risk um they, they would like for to participate if the S&P 500 or the stock market goes up, then they're able to do that. Um, most index annuities have two terms that you hear a lot of, participation rates and cap rates. Um, we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but, but the beauty, I guess the biggest thing that we like to talk about index annuities is the risk of it going below what they put in is zero. Um, your your principal is protected. Wait a minute. This sounds too good to be true. You're saying I can participate in the market if it goes up. I don't. It doesn't cost me anything. There's no fees on it. And when the market goes down, it can't go down. And that and that's correct. You that's know, right. 
That's that that is right. That does sound too good to be true, but you're absolutely right. That's in fact it what one some of the features of a fixed indexed annuity. Well, and, and how it's not too good to be true is you're not going to participate in the total upside of the market. Ah. I, th- that's correct. And, and you know, so like, let's say right now, you know, we're we're beginning to see some annuities, some index annuities have cap rates in the six to seven percent range. We've seen a couple already bumping up on eight percent. And basically what that is saying is in a one year point to point, let's say an S&P 500 tied index annuity, if if somebody puts money in, let's say on July the 1st of 2022, one year from now on July 1st of 2023, if the S&P 500 is up 10% and their cap rate was seven, well, you're going to get a 7% return on your money. Well, then you might ask the question, Mike, well, what about the other three? Well, the insurance company keeps the other three. But that's for most of my clients that like these index annuities and our clients that do, they're willing to give up that three for the protection of knowing that if the S&P 500 were down 10 or 20 or five, they don't lose any money. And to add to that, and everything you said is absolutely true, what we use these annuities for is the safe portion. A lot of people have heard of the modern portfolio theory where you have 60% stock, 40% bonds. Well, what we learned through 2020 and here recently, stocks go down and the bonds have gone down. So that safe money wasn't really that safe. But Lee, you just said, this can't go down. If the market goes down, the worst you can do is just stay even. And you know what? Staying even when everything else is falling is a pretty good place. And for our retirees that we have, and they have these fixed indexed annuities, that's where we're actually taking income now. Let our other assets recover from this down market. Uh, so now we, we got into the weeds a little bit on cap rates. So that means this is the most you're going to make on it. And then you use the example of seven. The market went up 10. But the market goes up six. Do I get seven? You get six. I get whatever the market is That's up correct. to the cap. Up to the six. cap. Participation rates. Yeah, let's talk are, about that. Or just a different spin on it in that it's a percentage rate. So let's just say that the participation rate is 20%. Well, if the market is up 10 and you have a participation rate of 20, you're up two. Did I do my math correctly? Yeah, just perfect. You put your (laughs) shoes back on now. There you go. If the market is up 20 and you have a 20% participation rate, you're up four. So as rates have come down over the last several years before this year, participation rates, cap rates came down, you know, along with that. We're now beginning to see that trend reverse a little bit. In our opinion, cap rates are more favorable to participation rates. Uh, Let me give you an example on a participation rate that just blew my mind. In 2020, the market dropped in March 30% 22 days, the worst drop since the Great Depression. In April of 2020, we had a client come in and bought a $100,000 annuity, did 100% of it in a participation rate. Participation rate was 50%. From April the 2nd of 2020 to April 2nd of 2021, the market had gone up 52%. They got 50% of 52, that's 26%. That client made $26,000 
in one year. That doesn't happen hardly ever, but it did happen. So now we're sitting here in a down market, right? If somebody's coming in and getting an annuity, I'm recommending those participation rates because the likelihood between here and the next year, that point to point you talked about, we could see a dramatic rise. We could not, but that's kind of the gamble you take. Do I take the cap? Do I take the participation rate? And there's also a fixed option. As and that's well. correct. And I think with, with, with several of the clients that I've seen recently, we're, we're, we're hedging our bets and we're doing both. Exactly. We're, if, if somebody gives me 100000 200,000, we'll just divide it 50-50 between participation rate, cap rate. To me, that makes sense. So it's not an all or nothing. You could do participation Absolutely. rate, you could do a cap rate, you could do a fixed rate, or you could do all three. Yes. Depending on, and you can change those once a year. That's correct. And again, we, we use this as our safe money. This is not usually their entire portfolio. We do have some money in the market, but this is the money that we, we definitely do not want it to go down, but we like to take part in some of the upside. And, and in a way, when, I, when I'm building out a portfolio and, and we have a portion allocated to the fixed index annuity, I almost view it as, as a cash alternative. So you have your emergency fund, maybe one to two years of cash. If the market's down, you're going to draw on that cash. Well, we can extend money that can't go down by drawing from your cash as well as drawing from the fixed index annuity. So in my mind, it's a cash alternative with potential for growth. It, just so that if the market's down, we know we have one to two years in cash with the fixed index, in the, with the fixed index annuity, we may have two to three years of worth of cash. So it's just another way of, of viewing it. Before you move on, let me add <clears throat> two quick things. One, you, you know, I know our clients have heard us say the bucket theory, having multiple buckets to pull money from, from the most, you know, liquid checking accounts, savings accounts, to the most illiquid being your 401ks, annuities, and so, and so forth. And I think what we've discussed up, into, up to this point, the MIGAs, the index annuities, are different buckets along the way. The second point I want to make, Mike, you mentioned the bond replacement. You know, we may have clients out there that are confused, like, well, how is this a fixed income or a bond replacement? The theory being, as rates go up, as interest rates go up, bond prices go down. They work inversely or opposite of each other. And so in a period of rising rates, we know with maybe not 100% certainty, but typically bond prices, bond values fall. So if we know or have a pretty good idea that rising interest rates are in our future, we know that bonds are more than likely going to lose value so that's why you mentioned, hey, this is a bond replacement in a portfolio. There you go. Safe money is what we use it for. Okay. So we talked about MIGAs, kind of CD replacement. We talked about fixed indexed annuities, money that you're going to keep safe. You don't want it ever to go down. The only way you can go down is you take money out, but you can participate in some of the, some of the upside. Th then we have something called a guaranteed lifetime withdrawal benefit. Now, we had this discussion ahead of time. And this is a rider you can put on several types of annuities. Uh, but again, as the analogy we started off with about vehicles, this is a vehicle you would get that you want to provide you lifetime income. So, Eli, I know that you've done several of these because you want to give us some of the features of a mm -hmm. guaranteed lifetime withdrawal benefit annuity. Mm -hmm. That's a mouthful. It, it is a mouthful. And the easiest way for me to explain one is is to provide a scenario. A, a client that I just recently wrote one of these products for, Guaranteed Lifetime Withdrawal Benefit. 
they came to me. They were 59 years old. They're looking to retire at 65 years old. And they wanted their income to be guaranteed. They wanted it to every month to have a paycheck from Social Security and from their investments that is that is guaranteed for retirement. And so what we did was we allocated enough of their portfolio now to this annuity. It has six years to grow. And when I say grow, I'm talking about the income value. In that six years, we turn on their income. So when they turn 65, we turn on the income. And between Social Security and this guaranteed lifetime withdrawal benefit, they have guaranteed income that will cover them for the remainder of their retirement. Now, we even wrote a little bit more than they wanted on their expenses. So they're going to have more money coming in than they even need to live off of so that if inflation goes up, they're, they're sitting comfortably. So what you basically did is you created them a personal pension. The insurance company is going to guarantee that they're going to get X amount of money per month or per year, however you designed it, and they never have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. So the question is, what well, if the insurance company goes out of business, what happens? Well, if the insurance company goes out of business, what typically will happen is another insurance company will come in and buy them before they're completely insolvent. But the state of Arkansas and every other state has a different guarantee. The, the minimum state guarantee across the United States is 250000 but in the state of Arkansas, it's 300000 The state of Arkansas will guarantee per person, per insurance company, up to $300,000 on an annuity product. So... So in these are basically guaranteed twice by the insurance company. And if that doesn't work out, somebody doesn't buy them, then the state of Arkansas steps mm-hmm. in. So, mm-hmm. so they can feel very confident that they've got guaranteed income, a personal pension for the rest of their life. And if you write it as a joint payout, if it's a, a couple, it's whoever dies last continues to get the money. And the, the clients that we have that have these, you know, with their Social Security, maybe some other pension and this personal pension, uh, they're tickled to death. They don't have to worry about the market going up and down. They know they've got guaranteed income and let the market do what it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not right for everybody, uh, but you've written some here. I have one that we've written. It's like, I, I don't want low risk. I want no risk. And it's like, okay, here we go. And so, again, it's not right for everybody, but in these situations, it may be. So that's the guaranteed lifetime withdrawal benefit, Mr. Mackey. You know, one thing I would add is a lot of times when we write these types of policies, retirement is 10, 15 years down the road. We don't know what the future holds. And so just like when we go out and buy car insurance, home insurance, you know, we may never have to access our home policy. We may never have a fire at the house. We may never have an automobile accident, but we pay it just in case. And so one of the the discussions I have with my clients is this is an insurance policy that in 15 or 20 years from now, when you're ready to retire, we are going to have adequate funds. We may get to retirement and not have a need. So then we sit back down with clients to discuss and decide, do we continue this? Do we keep it? So it it, it provides that safety, that, that peace of mind that clients need as they go into the retirement years. Now, Eli, before we leave these, we want to make sure there's, it's a little confusion. There's two values on a GLWB, Guaranteed Lifetime Withdrawal Benefit. One is the account value. That's what it's actually worth. And then the other is the income value. And on most of these, there's a guaranteed rate of what we call a roll-up rate each year. As long as you leave the money alone, you don't turn it on, you, that number rolls up. It compounds every year. 
Some of the interest rates now are not interest rates. Roll-up rates are about 7%, somewhere in that neighborhood. So the longer you leave it alone, the bigger the number is, very much like Social Security works. The longer you wait to take it, the bigger the number is. So, But our goal is that they turn them on soon enough that they live long enough that they get all of their money out, and then they start living on the insurance company. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to have to take out money in retirement. Or you may not, but most people have to take out money in retirement. My The way I position the client's viewpoint on this money that we're allocating to the guaranteed lifetime withdrawal benefit is this is money that we're planning to spend. It's going to be taken out. We're not planning on this going to legacy funds that are going to children. It's it's going to be spent. So you have your income account value. Your account value will go down as soon as you start pulling on the guaranteed lifetime withdrawal benefit. We're not planning for that to be a large death benefit. That's what your assets that aren't being touched because we're using the GLWB are, are for. Can, can I get a, give a roll-off example? If we said no, would you do it anyway? Probably so. Okay. <laughs> Clients were in my office just a few days ago. We looked at, you know, 30 years into the future. We had an annuity. We had the guaranteed income in place. We started adding up their, their annuity. Eventually, the account value went to zero because we use worst-case scenario we, over the course of a 30, 35 year time span, withdrew or took annuity guaranteed income payments of $1.5 million. Their annuity value began with 500,000. And so to, to, to Eli's point, we're not looking at this as necessarily something as an inheritance for the children. We're looking at, at this as a way to say, Mr. and Ms. Client, you're going to have income for the rest of your life, no matter what the markets do. Most people are used to getting a paycheck, and that's kind of a big fear in retirement. My paycheck stops. Here's a way to create that that's personal correct. paycheck. That's correct. Okay. All right. Last one. And, Lee, we're going to lean to you on this because Mach 1 in the 16 years has never sold one of these. I know in your past you have, and that's a variable annuity. What in the heck is that? Okay, it, it, it is just what it sounds like. It is an annuity that can go up and down. We've talked about MIGAs that have a fixed rate. We've talked about index annuities that have the, partic- that have the potential to, to go up to a certain limit with the market, but will not go below what you put in there, your principal amount. Now we're talking about variable. Variable annuities go up and down with the market. Key things. Can you go up 20 or 30% if the market goes up 20, 30%? Yes, you can. Can you lose 20 or 30% if the markets go down 20 or 30%? Yes, you can. Variable annuities are securities products. That, that is a key difference, okay? You can buy fixed annuities at a bank. You can buy index annuities at a bank or a firm like ours. Variable annuities require specific licenses. They are deemed by... FINRA, by the SEC, as a securities product. Why? Because they can lose value. And so in in my career, clients who have wanted the insurance wrapper, they have wanted some of the, the bells and whistles that go along with the annuities, but they want 100% exposure to the stock market. They have bought into these variable annuities. 
So you listen to this and you don't like annuities and, and now you know there's multiple types of annuities. It looks like there are vehicles and you're wondering like, would any of those be right for me? Well, just give us a call here at Mach 1. Uh, we're happy to help you out. You got the phone number 479-876-2100. Make an appointment with any of the five advisors and we'll walk you through each one of these and see if any of them fit your particular situation. Okay. Uh, parting shots, guys. Lee, Eli. I think the, the key is, if you have questions, come ask. Um, annuities, in general, you hear a lot of, they get bad raps. You know, there's a lot of people that talk negatively about them. You hear commercials on TV that people are knocking annuities. They're not for everyone, but for, for certain situations, they are the perfect investment choice. And hopefully we've given you a little bit of insight into some of the types that might be working for you. Okay, well, folks, that's it for today. We always like to end at our Mach 1 market moment with the thought of the day. And this one comes from George Foreman. And George says, the question isn't at what age I want to retire. It's at what income. The question isn't at what age I want to retire. It's at what income by George Foreman. Well, that's it for today, folks. Thanks for joining us here. We look forward to you joining us on episode 106 of the Mach 1 Market Moment. Mach 1 Financial Group, LLC, Mach 1, is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Bentonville, Arkansas. Mach 1 may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The information presented is the sole opinion of the speaker and is not meant to be investment advice. Mach 1 does not provide tax or legal advice. You should speak to your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. For full disclosures, please visit Mach1Financial.com disclosures.